welcome to Her, the Health Equity and Reflection Podcast, an AMWA and C. Carter Fellowship production, where we hope to inform and uplift female changemakers in global health. This is a production of the Anne C. Carter Global Health Fellows. All views and opinions are those of the individuals and not AMWA itself. Thank you for tuning in to this fellow feature episode of HER, the Health, Equity, and Reflection podcast. In this episode, you'll get to know an Anne C. Carter Global Health Fellow, their background, experiences, and passions in global health. For more information on the Anne C. Carter Global Health Fellowship, visit carterfellows.wordpress.com. Hello listeners and welcome to Her. Thank you guys for joining us. We always appreciate you being here. Um, It's Emily again and I'm here to host another episode of a fellow feature for you. This one's an extra special one because I am joined today by a fellow bull, my classmate at the University of South Florida Morsani College of Medicine, Ms. Nora Newcomb. So, Nora, welcome to the podcast. I know this is the second year of your fellowship. Um, Can you please give us a short introduction about who you are, how you got to where you are, and why you applied to the Ann C. Carter Fellowship? Hey, yeah, of course. Um, So, my name's Nora. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I came to this fellowship because I've always had an interest in global health, but wasn't exactly sure where to get started. As you know, Emily, our school does offer um, a global health track, but I came into school with a different program, so I was ineligible for it. And so I didn't really see a good way to get involved. Um, and then I saw like a listing for the, the fellowship, and I thought that this would be perfect. I really enjoy programs with mentorship, and this um, this program has afforded me a lot of that, and I like working in small groups of people that are also very dedicated, which is something I've also gotten through this fellowship. Um, about me as a person, I am hoping to go into uh, physical medicine and rehabilitation, also known as physiatry. And I'm very involved in various forms of disability advocacy. I do a lot of um, work with medical students with disability and chronic illness national. We are a national student-led advocacy organization, which with, I believe, about 30 institutional chapters and I believe over 300 members about there. I'm the associate director for that. And for my project, I have joined the uh, Physical Activity for Persons with Disabilities Task Force of the International Society of Physical and Rehabilitation Medicine, which has been a really wonderful time. Nora, I can really see your passion for advocacy shine through in all of these endeavors. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned through all of these unique experiences? Something that I have found, well, two things I found very interesting. One is learning how to navigate being in disabled spaces run by disabled people. And a note on language, I myself identify as having a disability, so I'm going to be using identity first language. A lot of people prefer person first. Um, That is a personal preference. If you don't know, yield to person first. 
I am talking in the way that I identify. Um, I do a lot of work in spaces primarily by and for people with disabilities. And then I do work in spaces about people with disabilities where I may be one of the few disabled people in the room. And learning how to navigate both spaces and um, both types of space are valid and very much needed. It's just always an interesting thing. Um, it's also been very interesting to exist in spaces where there are people from a lot of different backgrounds, um, both in you know national disability advocacy, people have multiple identities often. And so seeing how there's an intersection between you know, um, multiple like disability and enculturating into medicine at the same time and all other identities might hold is a very interesting space to be in. But then also um, in the international work that I do, interacting with people from a whole bunch of different countries that have their own backgrounds, their own culture, but also may conceptualize disability differently. Um, and the work that we do differently from those backgrounds has been a very eye-opening experience and one that I've really enjoyed. I really like that you brought up language. Um, I think it's super important that as we continue to have these conversations, we continue to push ourselves to be intentional about the language that we're using. The language we use is so tightly linked to personal expression and identification, and intentionality here can really help us understand and connect to people in ways that are sensitive and aware and allow open and safe spaces for dialogue. And I love that you brought up mentorship because my next question is, is there a specific mentor or somebody else that you would like to highlight as having guided you or motivated you in these endeavors in any significant way? This is going to sound kind of cheesy, but I think to be in an advocacy space, you kind of have to be inspired by everyone around you. And I, I don't use the word inspiration lightly, um, as you and I were touching on um, pre-recording. Inspiration has a very interesting uh, connotation in the disability space. Um, often people get called inspiring when they're just disabled and alive and going out in public. I truly mean that I find the people that I work with inspirational for the people that they are and the things that they do. Um, these are my colleagues in MSDCI. Um, Zainab Danani, I've worked with her for years. She founded MSTCI. She's an amazing human being and a real innovator and incredibly driven and passionate. Um, Sandra Carpenter as well. I've worked with her for a number of years. That woman is a powerhouse. Um, she can crank out advocacy and writing like nobody's business <laughs> um, in the physical activity for persons with disabilities task force. Um, my colleague, Catherine Stratton is a PhD student. Um, she, again, a powerhouse and does really wonderful work um, with patient partnership. Um, and then everyone who I work with that I haven't named, these are the people that I, have worked with closely for quite a while, um, but also all the, the formal mentors and um, people in the space that maybe I don't know as well, but I think, I mean, I'm sure you found this. Global health is a really welcoming field I've found and advocacy, I would say perhaps even more so. And so it's been a really wonderful time to get to know everybody and just 
be around so many people that are passionate about making change um, has been truly inspiring and they inspire me to be a better advocate. That's an amazing answer, Nora. It's such a special thing to get to even be in these arenas and meet these people and work closely with them and get to know them. Um, And something that I know you and I definitely don't take for granted. If you had one last thing to say to our audience to get them as excited and inspired about the things that you care about and that you just shared with us, what would you have to say to them? Don't be afraid. Just go for it. Be cautious about not speaking over somebody. Amplify the voices of people. Don't squash them. But don't hold yourself back thinking, oh, this piece of advocacy won't work. Oh, if I apply for this fellowship, I won't get it. Try. Figure out who's in the space that you want to be in. Get to know them. A lot of us really like interests. Like, I have cold emailed so many people. I've reached out to so many people. Everybody has been lovely and welcoming. And if they're not, if they just ignore your email, it probably has nothing to do with you. Everybody I know is busy. Mm -hmm. But just show up and be interested and get involved. The worst that can happen is somebody will say no. I loved that. One of my favorite quotes that I've seen recently is, Somebody simply said, I'm not afraid to be seen trying. I feel like sometimes it's just the yes. act of feels like you're doing too much. So I think you're totally right. Don't be afraid of failure. Do the things mm-hmm. you want to do. Um, well, and if it doesn't, it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, I think that if you don't ask, it doesn't happen. Exactly. Um, but I would also say that, especially in advocacy, you rarely get that, you know, celebrated aha victory moment it's victories in inches not in miles Mm -hmm. so just keep pushing keep going the pendulum will swing that's a great point Nora thank you so much for your perspective and your time Um, we appreciate you for being here and good luck on your project we will have to get you back after you get back from your trip so that we can hear all about um, all of the incredible experiences you have and all of the work that you do Um, Nora is going to an international conference next week you guys so hopefully we'll get to get her back afterwards and hear all about it well we'll see you guys next time on her thanks as always for coming and listening to us and supporting us it means the world that we get to share all of our exciting news with you and talk to you about global health and women in global health um and have a nice day